Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble. It's been a long international break for us, uh, as it has been for every football fan in the country. JB, um, are you ready to do this? I am, mate. I, I was, it's funny, actually. I've just come upstairs to my usual spot where I uh, where we record, where I record when we do it. And in fact, I said something weird, but it felt like a while since I've done this. So it was a little bit of excitement, yeah. actually, just to get, get back in the saddle and stuff. And we had a little chat off air, didn't we, just saying how... There's not an international break for a couple of months now, give or take. Yeah, and then we, before we know it, we're going to be into the festive season. So the episode's going to be coming thick and fast for our sort of adorning audience, if you like. Um, you know, so yeah, excited to, to get going again, mate. Absolutely, me too. Um, we just have a couple of uh, shout outs to give to, to Black Country um lions if you were sam johnston and connor cody turning out together for england mm, um, i'm yeah. not sure last time that uh, a west brom and a wolves player played together maybe sam johnston's debut to connor, connor cody play i don't know um possibly i can't remember mate. I, I can't remember but that is fantastic that, that that's um happening especially with albion being a championship club um, yeah. and also uh, with Tyro Mings playing and Jude Bellingham playing, um, obviously Bellingham's in Germany now, but there's a lot of West Midlands representation there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have to catch the game myself, to be honest with you. I, I, was, I was tied yeah. up, which is a shame. But obviously, knowing that Sam Johnson and Connor Cody played, it was, it was great sort of thing. It kind of, um, yeah, gave a little oomph to our sort of pod really in terms of that Black Country yeah. link. It was, it was nice to see. Yeah. So uh, you know, long, long may, long may continue. Yeah, feels like we've had a call up, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, last word on it, that. yeah. Last word on that. How vindicating is it as a Wolves fan, from your point of view, that you called Sam yeah. Johnston for England before any West Brom fan called Sam Johnston for I, England? I know. I, do you know? I have thought about it loads. I've seen previous pods. You made me made reference. Yeah. Now, I've done a couple of links on the on the Twitter page where you spoke about. It. I know you did yeah. your Euros pod with with the other guy and things yeah, like that. Yeah. But I've thought about it. It was just. I think at the, at the period of time we were in, with we were in the middle of a real sort of COVID lockdown, and it was just. That was my only real release. I mean, obviously, I still watch all the football now, but that was like my real focus. I remember watching that 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 Albion United game and just thinking, like, this keeper's decent. Yeah. You know, he's really, really good. And he had a really good game. Listen, team players and teams tend to raise the game against the bigger, big opposition. But with there being no fans there as well, I think it takes a lot for for players to just the the, the our Black Country Derby, the, the three, you know, the, the two yeah. games. The, yeah. They just that they will not ever be looked upon. I think in history as a proper black country derby, if that no, makes sense, because of the lack of fans. Yeah. So for Sam Johnson to, to perform like that with no fans there, just doing it just without that sort of like you know that oomph behind him, you know the roar of the crowd that or the buzz. booing to the United fan, that buzz for him to do it in an empty stadium. I thought this 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 bloke's decent, and I was thinking about you know at the time I think. Pickford was wobbling a little bit, and yeah. obviously I think it was Dean Henderson at Sheffield United last year. Am I, am I out? No, or was he, was that right? he wasn't playing very much. But he wasn't playing. That was it, sort of thing, and 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 what have you. So I was thinking, this this bloke will be with a chance. So yeah, yeah. So you know what? Based on on my predictions on last year's pod, um, I was pretty damn awful, to be honest yeah, with you. Got so, so, so 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 yeah. I'll really take calling the Sam Johnston call up because that overrides yeah. all my poor predictions week on yeah, week. Absolutely. To be honest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One thing that we really did try to do last year um, was push the football trivia. Um, it's something that we haven't done as much at the start of this season, but we definitely will throughout the course of this season. So um, I have prepared a football trivia question for you, JB. Um, yeah. I think we are pretty 
mild-mannered as rivalry goes. Um, but one football trivia question, which I found this week, is to do with fiery players. Um, okay. And the question was, which three players have received the most Premier League red cards? All three of them have eight to their name. But can you name the three players who have eight Premier League red cards? Okay. Are, are, are you going to... Okay. Have to mind? First one that probably comes to mind... Vieira? Patrick Vieira is on there. Excellent. Is. Very good. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. I know most most people would say Roy Roy Keane, but I'm I'm not going to go Roy Keane. I don't think he did. I I don't think he's up there. Um, Yeah. Let me think, let me think. Premier League red cards. Um, Oh, gosh. We should have given me a heads up on this off off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, that, that wouldn't be very fun would it um, no no I know I know I know uh, it's one of them I to think of him yeah you've got yeah. one I'm, I'm impressed yeah. with one to be fair a lot of people have yeah. in the league it's the longevity isn't it it's obviously players who I've had them in a short spell uh, what about Ooh, I think we'll have to revisit this. Let me re- yeah, let me revisit. Let me, let me revisit. Um, let me revisit. Those of you who think you've got three straight away, fantastic. Let us know on Twitter if you got um, the trivia answer this week, and I will come back to JB in a little while, uh, so you can have a think at home as well. Okay, so we are now um, three game weeks into the Premier League season and five into the Championship season, uh, and we've hit our first international break. The last games do feel like a little while ago now because we're getting yeah. towards the end of the international break. So rather than in doing an in-depth dive into the last games that we played, JB, I just want you to sort of take the temperature on where Wolves are at at the moment. Okay, so yeah, sure. zero points, three yeah. goals conceded, no goals yeah. scored. But I think you think there is reason for optimism. Um, where are you at, JB? Where are Wolves at? A really bizarre feeling, really, to be honest, because, you know, on the face of it, if you, if you haven't watched Wolves this year, you'd look at it and go, oh, my gosh, you know, zero points on the board, no goal scored, tricky times ahead, um, which potentially could still be the case. I'm, I'm not obviously not ruling that out, you know. However, um, I've been really impressed with, with Bruno Lage, 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 I forgot how to say his name, because <laughs> like I said, that, that, long, that long since I spoke about him, Lage. Um, and... I've been really impressed with the brand of football we've played. He's coming and he has literally re- revitalised the way that we play. There was eyebrows raised when he started with the, with the three slash five at the back because, you know, so I was like, well, you know, he thought he was going to come in and play the four, etc. Obviously, Bolly Mosquera be, being injured um, won't, wouldn't have helped that. So we went for a little bit of stability. But even within that three slash five at the back, however we want to, want to brand it, we look a completely different proposition to what we have done for the last 18 months under new now. Yeah. Um, it's been a joy to watch. Apart from the first half at Leicester, where even though we had the best chance of the half, Leicester were the better side in that first half. Generally, and maybe maybe the second half, which was United maybe shaded it in, in, against United. and but It was still fairly even. I, I still think we, we, we are overall, we've been the better side throughout every single game. We should, we should, in reality, if we could score, 
we we we'd have nine points on the board against three teams that finished in the top six last year, um, or top seven. Sorry, I'm not sure whether Spurs were sixth or seventh. Seventh. Um, seventh. Yes. Yeah. So the football on the pitch has been fantastic. Listen, it's been it's been a joy to watch. Of you know, it, it's been completely different. Neves, as I everyone knows, anyone who knows me knows how I feel about Ruben Neves, and that this will be our last season with him because the boy is just something else. Um, he has been revitalised and the shackles have been set off and he's just looked unbelievable. Traore for all his infuriating lack of end product finishing. Yeah. We don't need really to go into it. We, we can we all know the situation, Traore. There's no other player like him in world football and, and I stand by that. He, he's ridiculous. Any fan football... I, I, I did some inset days up at my school up in Leek in Stoke this week. Well, there's a plethora of different football fans who support clubs ranging from Middlesbrough to Macclesfield to, to wherever, Port Vale, Ulster. And the first thing that comes to is like Traore, that bloke, he's not even human, is he? He's unbelievable. You know, he, he gets people talking to, and for us to have held on to him is he, brilliant in a way. You know, there's talk that he's going to sign a new four-year contract, bumper wages, big buyout clause, which can only be, be, be good news for the club. So it's a really weird, because I'm... I'm, I'm Talking really sort of positive vibes. We've got no points on the on the board. Yeah. Um, me and you, me and you, me and you have spoken depth around the fact that we have created a huge amount of chances, but some of them have come from unviable positions on the pitch, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's something that I'm confident, like Large, will will be working on 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 the pitch. What I love about Bruno Large is when he comes out and he talks, he talks so openly and honestly, and it, it it's so refreshing. It's none of this kind of like smoke and mirrors protect the play you know it's almost like we, we've done this right we need to do this more when we were talking about the transfer when he was like I want four players to come in that's a whole different story by the way um, yeah. and, and, and things like that which we will touch on in a minute but generally Kieran I'm, I, I, and it sounds really bizarre saying it, you know, we've got zero points on the board zero goals scored I'm really optimistic actually for how the rest of the season can potentially go once we click Um yeah, we've we've got we've got Bolly and Mo- Mosquera, who Mosquera off spoke about him earlier on in the pod. He look, looks a really tidy centre half. I think he's gonna be a big player. We've got them two to come back as the back four. Um, because we will go to a back four. I'm pretty confident about that. However, I've got to say, Max Kilman, shout out to Max Kilman, because that boy has been absolute mustard these last three games. What whatever whatever he's been shuffled across to the right hand side of the back three. But I tell you what, that that boy has been unbelievable. Not put up foot foot wrong. He's probably been you know up there in terms of the top performance for me um, in every game. He, he literally has not put a put put a foot wrong. He's been unbelievable. So that kind of softened the blow. That softened the blow a little bit of us not bringing in a centre half on deadline day. Um, really funny day, the deadline day um, f- for me. We obviously to come out since that we agreed a fee for Sven Botman. Sorry, we didn't agree a fee. Sorry, Sven Botman had agreed to come to us from Lille, which for me, it would have been an unbelievable signing, but we weren't willing to pay the fee involved. Then the Renato Sanchez uh, saga sort of thing around the, 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 the obligation to buy fee as well. Plus, there was always over his injury, but they would have known that when they would have opened the negotiations. So really, sort of for me, a disappointing deadline day in the fact that we didn't get particularly a centre midfielder in because I do feel, we'll, feel like we're lightweight in centre midfield going forward. I think the way that we now play under Bruno Large that real high press, intense, quickly moving forward. It's non, it's, it's relentless for ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. I feel like when your midfield three really consists of Moutinho, Neves, and Dendonka, give or take, 
you get an injury to uh, can Moutinho keep that up at 35 years of age? Can we have one injury? One injury sets us right back potentially. You know, Morgan Gibbs White. Uh, you know, listen, I really hope he does come good. He's still not ready for me, but you know, as someone to to, to come on and do a job, he's there. He's gone out on loan. Um, yes, yeah, so, so there's a lot of question marks over in terms of the recruitment side of things particularly when it was obvious that Bruno Large saying, I want these players, I need these players, and they didn't come in. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it, it, it is a mixed bag, but generally, Kieran, just seeing what I've seen on the pitch, seeing what I've heard and seen off Bruno Large, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm happy. I, I think, like I said, I think any other sort of potential season, any other game, we could have come away with nine points out of these. You know, yeah. Traore, Traore scores the, the, the chances he should have scored. You know, I mean, Spurs. Was, I don't. Have we done a pod since the Spurs game? I don't think we have, have we? Because we was we were actually on holiday, weren't we? So we haven't actually recorded since that, have we? That, well, that I don't think. Or was it out? Sorry. Good question. Have we done a pod since your? I don't think we, the season. Have we only done? One I don't. Pod? I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I, th- I, th- I think yeah, so. I think since the first right. game, mate. Yeah. So I mean, again, I don't want to digress because we've got plenty to get through, but. The Spurs game was probably one of the most one-sided games I've ever watched. It was, it was absolutely yeah. ridiculous. But again, I'm not, I sat with you because we actually watched all of it together, didn't we? Yeah. Or most of it together. Um, and I said, you know, for all the fantastic football and the chance we created, it didn't matter because we, did, we didn't score. Man, you know, United should have been dead and buried at half-time. It was ridiculous. You know, I mean, I mean the Trincao, Trincao's kind of got inside. He, you know, he slid it under, not De Gea, De Gea. Was it De Gea? I can't remember who's in. Yeah, it was De Gea, it was De Gea yeah. yeah. But, it, you know, he should have put his foot through it, but he's tried to side foot it. And Wan-Bissaka's got back, hit it yeah. off the line. Our side, so, I mean, Soyuz has missed two sitters in both. He, yeah. He's missed two, he's missed two pretty much open goals from two yards in, yeah. in two games. You know, and that that's ridiculous. You know, you know, yeah, it's a great save by hey, but let's be honest, half a foot either side of him, it's a goal. You know, so United should have been dead and buried out of sight by the time they got their goal. But again, you know, they persisted. They did what they needed to do. We can talk about the Neves far, but there's no point. We can talk about that till the cows come home. But yeah, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, which is obviously the nature of the podcast. Um, generally, I'm happy. I feel positive. I feel like the, the results will come. I feel like when I say, I, I feel like I don't need to say this 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 year. The performances will come. From what I've seen so far, I feel that every game is going to be something to to be positive about because of the way that Bruno Large expects and sets up the, the lads I am looking forward to just going for the back and that's going to make us even more expansive um, you know Bolly and Mosquera are back now training so I'm going to be really to see what the lineup is come um, Saturday afternoon because you know Kilman's been excellent Saiz apart from the misses has been excellent where does Connor Cody fit in, in a back four you know um, yeah. it's really interesting as, as, to, as, 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 to, as to what's to come um, and Marcel has played three games with no injuries unbelievable Papadomnes has actually you know played, played three <laughs> games um, and he's been excellent he's been, he's been excellent by the way yeah. Um, so yeah listen no points on the board no goals people will be listening to this going bloody hell he's a bit mad isn't he no I, th- I think there's reason to be positive and optimistic we're not going to get into Europe we're not going to be hitting the dizzy heights of the first two years of Nuno I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure of that but you know I'm pretty confident we're going to finish you know Based on what I've seen, we'll be comfortable mid-table-ish and be playing free-flowing attractive football to boot. So, yeah, 
And there's me thinking, please don't let me down, Bruno. Please don't let me down. Yeah, I, I, I think either way, we'll be clipping that at the end of the season, whether you're right or wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, just a couple of things I wanted to say on Wolves. Obviously, it is a fantastic style of play. It is much more open than, than under Nuno. Um, in terms of XG, uh, they are right up there. They are fourth in the league um, in the XG table. Uh, which means they are massively underperforming there. Um, obviously not scored. They've had 57 shots. Um, but I do have this little bit of a bugbear about the quality of chances it it feels like Wolves are having. Um, obviously, you, you alluded to it there. Wolves are shooting a lot and Wolves are yeah. accumulating a very high XG. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the Saiz one and that Trincao one that was clear. And that's my only comeback on that. I, I agree with the point you, you're going to make. My only, my only comeback on that is that within those ridiculous stats of 23 shots on goal or whatever, there actually are two or three minimum Yeah, should have scored goals. Do you know what I mean? It's not like there's yeah, 20... Because, because sometimes teams can dominate and they can't even create a clear-cut chance. We're yeah, creating two or yeah. three clear-cut chances a game. Yeah. And alongside that, we're then shooting. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely nuanced. It's not like Wolves are shooting from bad positions full stop. Uh, because that's yeah. not the way it is. Saiz and Trinidad yeah. should have scored those chances. Uh, yeah, yeah. should have scored his chances. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a, there's a a deeper problem. Wolves Wolves can't finish at the moment. And that, will, yeah. that part of it will definitely... Um, revert to the mean that that will come good i'm sure because wolves have some quality players um what is probably more worrying is that not worrying but more interesting a quirk of the style of play i'd say is the volume of shots and and maybe how a lot of the that xg is being accumulated so like 57 shots only 14 on target uh, which means basically one in four on target yeah yeah, yeah. with a lower shot on target percentage are arsenal newcastle and norwich um yeah. obviously Arsenal have been terrible. Newcastle yeah, yeah. Are a defensive team and Norwich and Norwich, who will probably in all likelihood go down again, knowing Norwich. Um, and then Wolves also have the fourth worst um expected G expected G expected goals per shot. So that was the stat I really wanted to look at. How good are the chances? Um or how good is every shot, if you get what I mean? So obviously XG wise, they've they've accumulated a lot, um, and they are very very high in that table. But they only have 0.08 expected goals per shot, and obviously that's even with that size those size chances, that Trincao chance, those. Yeah, goals. but if you take if, but if you take away those the the, the 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 poor shots, if you like, you know the yeah. the, the shots we're saying, you know that would obviously then be higher. So, 100%, what, yeah. so, so what I'm trying to say is like the fact that we're creating those two or three clear, not every team will create two or three clear cut shots. Every single, I'm going to say clear cut. I don't mean a half volley from 18 yards clear cut. I'm on about yeah. one on ones, open goals and three, yeah. four yards. So I agree. There has, I've watched it. I thought, why are you shooting from there? Or why haven't you done this? That's been, that's been a little bit of frustration coming in because of the standard of how we've played these first three yeah. games. But the fact that there's been two or three, and to be honest with you, Kieran, it, it's felt like a, it's, felt, it's felt like a lifetime since I've last watched them. I'm probably missing stuff out. To be honest, it's probably yeah. there's probably been more than two or two or three clear cut chances yeah. in the games. You know, Leicester was Leicester didn't even get out there half in the second half. Spurs was ridiculous. It was wave after wave, and United there should have been three or four out of sight. But it doesn't matter. There's zero points on the board, zero goals. So we can sit here and debate that till the cows come home. You know, the only thing I want to I want to say before we do move on to the Albion is. 
And it's to be expected, obviously, Jimenez, bless him, has been miles off the pace, absolutely miles off the pace. Hasn't looked anywhere near the player that he was, to be expected. Obviously, benefit of the doubt, give him time. Hopefully, a goal comes of that be the jammy one off his backside or be a fantastic header, whatever. But there's just been signs where I've been a little bit concerned. Just a couple of times in the Leicester game where he beat Sonchu in the air and in any other game that I watched him in previous seasons, there would have been a header on target. He kind of sort of like swooshed off his headband and yeah. there's been times where he's just looked a bit, just a bit out of sorts. There's been a couple of, I think me and you were watching, was it was it the United game? Was it the Spurs game? game. When, he, when he got in and he, and he kind of didn't know whether to cross or shoot. Was that the Spurs game? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I think, yeah. Was it? Yeah, there's been a few things, and that might come in time. And, and, and this isn't me saying I'm not writing him off or anything like that. But the worry is for me is if if he doesn't quite get into the groove of things quickly, where are we going with that? If, we, if we're not, if we're then suddenly relying on your Trincaos and your your Adamas and your Podences and stuff like that, if if our focal point isn't quite where he was in previous years. Are we going to rue that lack of... And there's nothing against Fabio Silva, because you know how I feel about Fabio Silva. But, like, we saw the, the, the pressure that was put on him last year because of the Jimenez thing. Just that lack of recruitment and depth um, and where we can go with that. So, so, yeah, you know, like I say, many positive, but there's still a few question marks hovering and hovering around the club as a whole for, for, for me, mate, to be honest. Yeah. And as we spoke about off-air, Wolves have got a fantastic run of fixtures now and you would have yeah. to assume that's where the bulk of their points collection will be Absolutely. done. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You'd hope so. Christmas really, yeah. Um, okay, JB, if there's nothing else you want to add on Wolves, we can make the short journey uh, yeah. into the Hawthorns. Um, so Albion have been finding a way to win um, in yep. some games. And they've blown teams away in other games. Um, and that's the mark of a really, really good championship team. That's exactly how Wolves went up a few years ago. You think about yep. Wolves, um, the, the, the fantastic football they might have played. But that, was it the Cardiff game? That I think they might have been Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Having to grind results out, late goals, gritty performances. Um, and, and there are signs that Ishmael has really instilled that in Albion already. So that's one thing that really stands out to me on where Albion are at. It looks like a gritty team who who could who can really dig their heels in. And we questioned that in week one, didn't we? Yeah. We said, yeah. You, know, you know, if they only got one way to play, is it going to work? And we probably turned in what will be our worst performance of the season against Peterborough yeah. and stood firm, did enough, and then got the late goal with a centre-back tapping in in the last minute, which is... Yeah. Brilliant. It's crazy. Not many football teams have a situation like that in the 94th minute um, from open play, at least. Sure. Uh, yeah. So thing, things are largely positive for Albion. Um, injury concerns really might slow us down. So we've lost Matt Clark and Dara O'Shea um, to injury and we, we play a back three, which means that we need five fit centre-backs, really. And as it stands, we have three. We've just signed Kean Bryan from, um, well, he was a free agent, but formerly of Sheffield United, uh, to add some cover there, uh, which I think speaks volumes about what the manager thinks of sure. Cedric Kipre, um, who started <laughs> the first game of the season, but hasn't featured much since, other than the Carabao Cup game. Um, yeah, so really, really briefly, um, style of play is really exciting. 
Um, most Albion fans have fully bought into it. Um, seeing Valerian Ishmael run down the touchline in the last minute against Peter Rubb would have won a lot of fans over as well. Um, just really, really positive. The one thing I would say is um, it's a long season and yeah. we shouldn't get too carried away with it. A lot of people who cover the championship as neutrals are basically saying the top two are the top two um, and they will be the top two come the end of the season. I don't necessarily think they're wrong. I think they are they are two standout teams, but that doesn't always mean you'll get promoted. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, take Bielsa's leads. They were the standout team oh. that year. They finished third. It can happen. Um, but yeah, the sort of the temperature taking on the Albion yeah. is a lot easier than on Wolves, maybe, because it's a very complex picture at Modern at the moment, I feel. Um with where maybe performances don't match results, but on sure. the, Ishmael has uh, obviously at a, obviously a lower level managed to yeah. uh, instill his philosophy very very quickly, uh, and it's mm -hmm. getting results. Um, so it's pretty much all positive at Albion. Um, JB, what as a Wolves fan, what's your opinion on how? Yeah, I, 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 I think this started off exactly how they wanted to start off. Yeah. You know, like you say, you know, I, I watched the Peterborough game. I think that, that that's the first Albion game I've watched. I watched the full nine minutes. Oh, okay, yeah. um, and, and like I said, you know, Peterborough were, were, were decent. You know, yeah. that, 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 you know, Albion didn't really turn up as, as they probably would have expected to. You know, Peterborough, I say, took advantage. You know, they had chances and stuff. To stuff. I, think, I, think Peterborough, yeah. I think we were texting, weren't we, actually, during the game yeah. at half-time. So I think Peterborough shaded the first half and then, you know, the second half is quite even. And then all of a sudden you do what you do, what good teams who are looking to get promoted do. And you get that last minute winner. You go away with your points, you box the result, the, the performance off and you move on to the next one. Um, it's a sign of a team that, that, that's looking to, to go up. Um, you know, listen, you've got the point on the board early doors. You know, you've had a couple of tricky fixtures, yeah. you know, that, 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 you, that you've, you've got through without dropping points. I say dropping points, I know you drew with Bournemouth, but you didn't lose to them yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. and that was a um, very tricky fixture, Bournemouth away. Yeah, absolutely. So, the, so, the, so the early signs for Albion are very, very positive. Yeah. You know, listen, there will be a, a, a phase when, when you go through a sticky patch that that, that, that happens to every championship side. But, but, Based on what I've seen of Albion so far, based on the player retention that I've seen of Albion, based on the players that you've brought in, for me, I, I look at it and I think, you know, I, I think I think I initially predicted to finish sort of fifth, sixth sort of thing. Um, I still think it's going to be really tight first to sixth. I still don't see a team running away with it and finishing 15 points clear a third or something like that. I still don't see that. I think there's, I think there's teams that are going to take points off each other. I think you'll take points off. Stoke and Stoke will take points off whoever, then Fulham will take points on. I think it's going to be one of those kind of seasons. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you're definitely going to be right up there in the mix. I can't see you, I can't see finishing as low as fifth or sixth to what I initially predicted. Yeah. I still think the automatic promotion, I still think the automatic spots are, are going to be up for debate. Yeah. But I think Albion and, and Fulham are at the moment the two standout teams who you think you know if anybody's going to finish above them you're definitely going up automatic wise yeah sort of thing so i think i think it would take a hell of a lot for both albion and fulham to not go up automatically definitely. is there a chance one of them could do a bit of the leads and drop away and another team yeah. come steaming up out of the blue absolutely it happens all the time yeah um all the time so that's the only thing you've got to be wary of but Listen, you can only go and watch in front of you and what's gone on in the past. And right now, I'll be in a, a well, a, 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 um, 
I stood in good ground, shall I say. You know, you've points on the board, you've set the marker with the performances, teams are now wary of you. You know, that's the thing now. Teams are going to come to you or whenever teams play you, wherever it is, and teams are going to go, fucking hell, I've been played this way. So, so, t- so you'll have teams that are good sides that set up in a certain way that are confident in their ability to play that, whether it be a 4-3-3, a 4-4-2, a 5 for whatever it is. And then all of a sudden they're going to come up against that and go, well, fuck it, because they play that high line and high press and they weren't going to have to adapt. It's all of a sudden teams are having to adapt because of you. Yeah. And that's a really strong thing to be. And that's what happened with Wolves when we went up on the Nuno. The, the three at the back was a very new thing in reality, particularly in the championship at that time. Yeah. With the quality and the calibre of players we, we had, especially the we made it look easy. Three. But yeah, up to three, four, three, absolutely. System so so, so well. what happens is you'd have teams that have played 10 games, first time 10 games of the season, playing a, uh, I don't know, a 4 3 3 or whatever, or 4 1 3 2, or whatever. Then all of a sudden they were coming towards and playing five in the back. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And teams were changing to, and, and, that, and that played right into our hands because we were just far too good no matter what. Yeah. And I think Albion will, I think, I think teams will try, come and try and either match you up or stifle you. But I just think what I've seen so far is you're probably going to have that bit too much each time that happens. Um, but time will tell. It's still very early doors. But Absolutely. either way, great start. Great start for the Albion. You're up there. You're setting the marker, and you know, you're, you're, you're you and Fulham are the team, other the teams to, to to watch sort of thing. Yeah, I'd agree with all of that. And um, yeah, exciting times. Uh, just got to watch those injuries because yeah, yeah, the Matt Clark one was a hamstring. Um, could be due to intensity of the <clears> workload. Uh, the Dara Shea one's a freak injury on international duty that happens. Um, yeah, I don't know. We just. You don't want to be losing key players like that to injury. No, no, um, sure. And in a very, very um, intense system, that can happen. Um, okay, JB, you've had yep. 15, 20 minutes. Oh, Maybe gosh, yeah. Right. Any more players <laughs> who might have joined Patrick Vieira in racking up a total of eight career red cards in the Premier League? And would you like a well, clue? I've... Okay, go. Go on. I'm going to say one. Go on, yeah, that's fine. Be- because I-, I watched him a lot and, I- and he was... It, it was a nutter. Um, and I know I, I can probably pick out four red cards I can actually remember watching, but I don't know whether we got up to eight, but I'm going to go for it because I've said no to Roy Keane, even though I think he's up there and I might regret the Roy Keane one, but I'm, I'm going to say Duncan Ferguson. You've nailed it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, he is. is, is yeah. One? As soon as you said, okay. I watched him a lot and he was a nutter, I was like, yeah, he's got this. Yeah, I'll yeah. Me- I can remember the one when he, oh, yeah, I can remember watching for Newcastle and Everton. Um, I can pick up quite a few of his red cards as, as a kid yeah. growing up. Oh, I'm pleased with that case. Okay, so two out of three. Two out of three so far. I've got. A, I've got. A, I said no to Roy Keane, so I've got to stick with no to Roy Keane. But I'm going to regret this. I know I am. But I'll... right, I'm going to get Lee Catamol. Okay, Lee Catamol is definitely up there, but it's not Lee Catamol. Okay. Would you like me to tell you the position that this person played on the pitch? Yeah, go on then. Okay, he's a centre-back. Is he, He's not playing. Is he playing? Not playing? Is he playing now? No, he's long retired. No, long retired. Centre-back. In the same era as Vieira and Ferguson. Maybe played a little bit later than those two. A little bit later than Vieira, potentially. Well, they okay. have uh, played against each other, but... This okay, so it's not the it's not the person I was about to say then. Um, think, think, JB, think, think. Oh gosh, um, centre back, longevity. 
not JT, is it? It's not JT. Um, yeah, this guy did uh, have longevity. Uh, he definitely had longevity, but he's, okay. not, he's not. Yeah, he's not maybe the best. He, he, okay, okay. Last clue because I, I could keep asking you for clues, and we can okay. go on. Last one. Um, was he someone who played for like the, the top four or the top six, or or, or no, did, he, he did he flow? Did he? It wasn't. It was a little okay. bit, little bit of a floater, but but would have racked up you know a couple hundred appearances for the clubs he played at. Um, oh yeah, God, okay, that, that 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 hasn't helped me. Centre back, bit of a floater, same era to Vieira, couple of maybe hundred plus appearances per club. Centre back. Um, I'm going to go for. Uh, did he ever play for the top four? Can I ask that? Did he ever play for one of the big clubs? That's a great question. Um, not when they were one of the big clubs, and that might be a huge clue. Not when they were one of the big clubs. Oh, centre-back. Oh, God, I'm going to regret this. This is going to absolutely bug me. Um, I've gone completely blank. I'm, I'm going to have to just throw a name out there, centre-back. Uh, not when they were one of the big clubs they played for I, I've one got of them. A clue. I've got a clue. That okay, yeah, do, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, do I it. think you're going to get it from this clue. Okay. He also holds a really, really bad Premier League record. He, he holds not only the most red cards, he also holds the most own oh, goals. Oh, God, who is it? Most... Oh, God. There'll be people at home. The people, there'll be people hammering me now. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take being hammered because I got the Duncan Ferguson one. Most yeah. own goals. Who the bloody hell was that? I've I've watched programmes on bloopers about him. Um, oh, okay, if there's God. anyone who still hasn't got him, um, and JB, played uh, for Everton, Man City, yeah. Villa. Richard Dunn. Richard Dunn, there you go. <laughs> yeah, as soon as, as soon as you said it, yeah, oh, Richard Dunn. Yeah, yeah. Poor Richard Dunn. God, of course, poor Richard Dunn. Yeah, he scored some beauties, he did. I, I would not have got, I would not have got, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. I don't know I was, I, I was, it, so many red cards, he didn't play anyone. I was, I, I was, I was offering between Roy Keane and, and Catamol, but like, I would not have gone, I would not have got Dunny. Um, yeah. I, I'm, in, I'm impressed you got Phil. I just because I remember just watching him, and I'm, he used to just lamp everybody all the time. He was an absolute psycho. Um, he was he was literally just lamp people on the pitch for no reason, like nut, absolute nut job. Um, but no, I think Dunny. I mean, I'd love to see him. He's very car. He was always a portly lad, if I remember. Well, I do remember I watched him a yeah. lot. Um, and I reckon he got caught out maybe last man a few times. I reckon. I'd imagine so. Um, yeah. That 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 would that would be my guess where a few of his red cards came yeah. from. Because he wasn't um, a nasty player. I don't know how he. I, I, I don't know. No, not that's what I'm trying to think. I think did he get caught caught on the last man quite a lot? Interesting. Um, but no, great question, mate. Top top question. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Um, so we are going to try and do this fairly quickly uh, because we'll talk yeah. about the games next week anyway when we review. Yeah. Them. yeah. Uh, but JB Wolves play Watford away three o'clock on Saturday. Yep. Um, is yep. this going to be the watershed moment? Are the floodgates going to open? I've got to be confident, say yes, which means it's probably not going to happen. But I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. Um, uh, listen, the performance has been great last few weeks. We've had a bit of an international break for, for Bruno to work on the lads who he's got at Compton. Um, we're playing a Watford team that you know on paper we we, we should be beating. Not going to say it's going to be an easy game. It's in Watford always one of those teams that kind of 
you know, can take points off, off teams out of nowhere yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Can't say I know a huge amount about, I can't, I'm going to be really honest as we speak, but I can't say I know a huge amount about who's in there starting 11. Yeah. what the squad is to be honest I haven't paid much attention to them to be honest with you yeah there's a, there's Excuse a, me. There's a bit of talent in there um, yeah I, Ismail Watford Sala. always do yeah Watford always yeah. do they always they always have a couple of real classy talented individuals and that, that, that can turn it on sort of thing uh, they're almost like a Premier League sort of like QPR sort of team aren't they Our QPR those kind of standout <laughs> players and, and Reading they're a bit like that yeah um, but I've got to be confident in, 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 the, in, in the way that we've played recently. You know, hopefully the lack of signings will be parked because of the fact that we've kept hold of Nevers and Traore, which not a lot of people a, a few weeks ago would have expected. You've got Bolly and Mosquera coming back. So, you know, I, I think pretty much we're, we're at full strength squad, if you like. Pedent is now back. So he's almost like a bit of a new player. I know me, you and Esso in our little, and, and George in our group chat were chatting the other day and, we said within this new system, Daniel Pedence could be like a new player. Um, you know, so yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good squad to go to Watford with. You know, new lease of life for Neves, Traore stayed. So yeah, I've, I've, I can't sit here and, and, and back the draw like I did about a million times last year. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 3 1 Wolves and hope that we did go and do the business there. I really okay. do. Interesting. I uh, think Wolves will keep their first clean sheet of the season because they've actually been very good defensively. And I think yeah, 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 absolutely. Goals. Uh, I'm going to say um, two nil Wolves. I like that. Yeah, I, love... I think Traore might. I don't know if he'll maybe score or get an assist, but I feel like something will happen with for Traore. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so yes. I, I'm going to go two nil Wolves. Super. Um, I hope you're right. Yeah, and then. Um, Albion are at home this weekend, which yep. is nice. Uh, we are playing Millwall. Um, yep. Interesting one. Millwall player Jed Wallace last season um, said openly that he's never played a team like um, Valerian Ishmael's Barnsley. He said yep. that openly last season. He said it was n it was not like any game of football he's ever played before, which I think gives an insight into how intense maybe it can be to line up against a Valerian Ishmael team. Um, so... Two points I want to make there, really. They're going to make Millwall feel uncomfortable at times with the way that Albion play. However, Millwall played um, Ishmael's team last season. They've got a lot of pace on the break. Players like Jed Wallace can really hurt you. Um, and I think it'll be a really, really good game. I think it'll be a, a proper championship yeah. slobber knocker, um, to borrow a phrase from Jim Ross from WWF. Yeah. Um, and I think that we should have enough to come out on top. We should, but we could probably say that every week in the championship for Albion. Um, yeah. I think I think we'll have enough to get past Millwall. Um, and I think there'll be goals in the game. Obviously, Millwall yeah. are, a set, are a set piece threat, threat rather. We're a set piece threat. Um, there could be goals from set pieces, but equally there could be goals from open play because that's the way that it, it's been at the Hawthorns this season. Um, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it because, yeah, Millwall is always a fixture that... Millwall away definitely is a fixture that you look for uh, in the calendar. Um, yeah, just think it'll be a good game. Um, they probably haven't started as well as they would like to. Um, they've won one of their opening five. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas obviously Albion, we've covered, have started very, very well. Um, it was their last game though. They beat uh, ten men, ten man Blackpool uh, after starting the first 
four after starting the season with four um with a four game winless streak so excuse me um yeah so yeah be interesting to see if Millwall can build on that win or if Albion can keep their good form up. I am going to say, yes, we will keep our good form up. Uh, and I'm going to say 3-1. Albion to win and both teams to score is a really good bet. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm guessing the bookies all click onto that pretty quickly yeah. and the odds will be yeah. narrow pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, th- I think I think it'll be a good game. If, if, if Albion were, if it wasn't both teams at three o'clock, I'd definitely be, be, be looking to watch yeah. the Albion game, to be fair. I think it'd be a good game. Um but yeah, I'm I'm of a similar vein. I think be, I think it'll be goals. I think Millwall can definitely pose you a threat. I think they, they haven't had the start that they, they wanted. I think they're one of those teams that would like to think they'll be sort of floating around that sort of sixth to tenth position and be able to make a mark as and when they need to. Um, but I think Albion would just have too much, and I, I think there'll be goals. I'm going to go three two. Three. I think Albion, I think I think Albion will sort of take like a three one lead, um, and I think Millwall will look will probably get like something something in the seventy fifth minute catch you off a set piece or something, then it'll be a bit frenetic, but I think you'll, you'll get the yeah. job done and, and get the three points and you'll go into your midweek game next week, week uh, full, full of confidence again, I think. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, we'll look to be recording next midweek as well. Um, probably Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Um, yeah. You on tenterhooks there, listeners. Um, <laughs> we may not record again before Albion play. Their next fixture just needs to check who we're playing because it feels like... I think, I think, you've, got, I think you've got Derby at home on Tuesday night, mate, I think. I've got Derby at home on Tuesday night. So Millwall and then Derby. Yeah, I doubt we'll be recording again before that. Um, Derby's an interesting one. Albion have to go into that game overwhelming favourites. Derby yeah. Derby have actually started a lot better than a lot of people thought they would. Yeah, yeah. Derby are in an absolute mess. Um, and if yeah. Albion don't win that, uh, there'll be a bit of an inquest because, yeah... Derby aren't aren't up to much, um, yeah. And they've you know they've had so many problems off the field, uh, so I would sure. expect Albion to come out on top of that. But I always feel weird predicting a game a week in advance because yeah, sure, you don't know what's going to happen. We, yeah, 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 we lose our next game and Derby win their next game, then there's only probably four or five points between us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. always feels weird predicting a game a week in advance. But I'll I'll, I'll predict a win, um, but I'm not going to put a score line out there because there's probably no point at this stage. So early, sure. yeah. Okay, JB, is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, it's been a pleasure. Uh, getting back in the saddle again. Been, Looking yeah. forward to firing them out weekly. Um, shout out to all our listeners. We're yeah. a little chatting to me about about that, the listens and, and the views we're getting, and, and yeah, we're, 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 we're really positive. Do you want to let the listeners know the um, the accolade we got? Off, off your oh, email about yeah you've got you've got you've got to shout it out to, that's to, to very our true. listeners um really yeah. big news um for the black country ramble this week we have found out that we are the 50th biggest soccer podcast in norway um obviously we were delighted uh saw heads on saturday morning when we uh when we were out celebrating friday evening um yeah, that's, yeah that would was just you know it really makes it all worthwhile because that's what you do it for you get up in the morning uh, and you record a podcast to be the 50th biggest soccer podcast in norway um that's what drives us that's what drives us yeah i've got that written on my wall be the 50th biggest soccer podcast in norway um, I've got a tattooed on my arm, mate, actually. So. Annoyingly, the listeners can't see, uh, but JB is just being serious. Norwegian flag that says, uh, <laughs> the No, but on a serious note, it is um, that little quirk, it really made us laugh. And yeah. it's lovely. Yeah. It just shows that 
Um, yeah, whoever's listening in Norway, by the way, not, shout, please tweet us or yeah, please tweet or, us, yeah, please tweet us and someone, let us know. Yeah, if that was someone we know who's been in Norway, maybe, or if that is someone using a VPN in Norway, that's not as glamorous. Yeah, um, <laughs> who's sat in um, Staffordshire, Oslo, yeah, pretending they're in Oslo to get good Netflix shows. <laughs> either way, uh, no, I, the the listenership is growing every week. We're getting uh, more and more listeners. We're getting a steady listener base of around a hundred listens a week, which is, um, you know, not astronomical, but it's it's a good little community of people who love um, to listen to us to ramble. Which is which that. is quite which is quite which you know in all seriousness is quite humbling. It's um, it, it is it is it is quite humbling. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, now, just just big shout out to uh, our Oslo crew. Yeah, so. yeah, big shout out to the Oslo crew. <laughs> shout out to anyone who's got this far. Everyone, yeah, of course. If you of could course. do us a massive favour and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts, I'm not sure if you can leave ratings in places like Google Podcasts and Spotify, but you definitely can in Podbean and in Apple Podcasts. So if you find us there, uh, leave us a rating. Is that all, JB? Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, fingers crossed we can have a, have a, have a nice chat next week and, and be six points between us. That would be the ideal scenario. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble. Mm-hmm.